0: Welcome to another episode of Natural Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Joyce Wheeler. You know, now that summer's here, you're going to want to go over to heavenlybodieswellness.com. I am having a special on my salve, which is excellent for any kind of bug bite, mosquito bites. It's also great for any kind of rashes that might pop up during the summertime. Excellent for even diaper rash. And then the the combo pack, it's the salve and the soothing cleanse. And the soothing cleanse is antiseptic. So it has kombucha in it, which is infused with plantain and some tea tree oil. So you're going to want to go ahead and get that for any scrapes and cuts. Be mindful, there is a a little sting to it, but it doesn't last for a long period of time. works great. So, I'm offering that at $2 off. There are two different sizes. So, you're going to want to go ahead and pick that up and make sure you have that in your first aid kit. The half ounce size is really great for like sticking in your purse, your diaper bag, even great in tackle boxes. And then the two ounce size is just great for having around the house for any time at all. So, you're going to want to do that. And then I also have a course starting at the end of July called healthy eating for a healthy life, so I'm accepting 10 people, it is a beta, so right now it's like 195 197 but the price is going to go up over to like 557 so you're going to want to go ahead and get in on that. And right now, we are going to go on with our guest, today I have with me Rachel McNary, And she's an herbalist whose goal is to teach others to heal themselves holistically and bring up closer to the bounty of wisdom that nature provides. Most of the individuals she works with are burnout workaholics knocked down by fatigue and chronic disease. They're usually high achievers who have been doing everything for everyone else for too long, living outside of the capacity of the nervous system. Rachel teaches plant-based living and detoxification for post-viral recovery and adrenal dysfunction. She believes your recovery is fostered by collective effort and empowerment and knows that healing with plants will help you move beyond emotional and physical distress towards a more energized, balanced, and spiritual aligned self. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and I'm happy to have you. So you were sharing a little bit about your story. So can you tell the listening audience how you got started on working with people on chronic fatigue syndrome?
1: Yes. So I began my journey in the wellness world, uh, probably around 2014. And it was through my own health challenges that led me to studying herbalism. Um, Yeah, I had mystery symptoms for quite a long period of time, four years. And Mm -hmm. so I was navigating a lot of uh, Western medical practitioners trying to find answers. And a lot of them were seeing the trees, but not the forest. And so I finally got answers um, after four years. And glandular fever is what came up, also known as chronic active EBV or chronic fatigue syndrome. And so from there, um, I tried anything and everything that I could to try and allow my body to heal itself naturally. And that's how I came upon a lot of different types of cleansing and protocols and eventually started studying herbalism in 2019. And so I guess my message is for hope uh, for people that can't see the end of the tunnel at this point because they're so wrapped up in their symptoms, their pain, their distress. And uh, yeah, I've, I've tried a lot of different things and I think that's what makes me better
0: able to help others. So can you share the kinds of things that you tried because somebody out there might be going, oh yeah, I I did that, or I did this, or I'm doing that right now. Definitely.
1: Yeah, trial and error, right? Um, Unfortunately, the Western medical professionals have not so much experience with chronic fatigue syndrome. And so if you are lucky enough to find a practitioner, perhaps a naturopath that takes more of a functional medicine, full body integrative approach, you're very lucky. Um, But a lot of the solutions that I found were through research and advocating for myself. And that encompassed, you know, a full body approach, um, proper nutrition, right? Before that I was plant-based for a number of years. Um, Juicing has been really integral in my healing, cheers. (laughs) um and what else so immune support obviously uh we want to allow the body to fight off what's bad and um digestive support also really important Mm -hmm. a lot of times chronic active ebv comes with friends co-infections and so making sure that um you know we're fighting the the bad bacteria in the gut and also making sure that any pathogens are not you know exploiting that territory so yeah i've done quite a few different uh, cleanses candida cleanses parasite cleansing um and then yeah there's there's focusing on the adrenals mm-hmm. super important um fruit is really helpful in that regard um Nervous system regulation, super important. There's a lot of great nervine herbs that are used in this context that can be a part of your everyday life. Sleep, proper sleep, setting boundaries. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Previously, before I started this journey and why I help people that are burnt out professionals, you know, I was working 90 hours a week, three or four jobs, waitressing mm-hmm. at night. Um, Jeez. Trying to be everything for everyone to pay off my student loans. And, you know, people have a drive and want to do things right. And sometimes you need to let go of the reins, delegate, stop being a perfectionist, and just let go and be guided by what fulfills you. On a daily basis
0: All right so as far as western medicine it, you did go to a doctor and just so what kind of things did the western medicine doctor tell you to do
1: i yeah i went to about probably over 20 western medical doctors Jeez, yeah and um mostly the approach in the western world is to do labs And a lot of times your labs will come back perfect. (laughs) Um, But actually there was an instance where I went to have a lab done and I was so fatigued. And at that point that I actually passed out (laughs) while doing that for an endocrinologist. Um, And yeah, once you bounce around and bounce around one after the other, they get to a point where they want to prescribe pharmaceuticals but they don't know what they're prescribing pharmaceuticals for maybe they'll call it myofacial pain syndrome or fi- fibromyalgia um and
0: really fibromyalgia yeah.
1: yeah a lot of people get prescribed painkillers um this wasn't the case for me personally but others um in our EBV community i found are being prescribed antidepressants because a lot of people become isolated because of their inability to be a part of the world because they're so consumed with just taking care of their own day-to-day needs, staying staying hydrated. Yep.
0: So you basically didn't get any answers?
1: Uh, No, it's funny. My answer actually came from, um, talking to a friend uh, and she put the pieces together for me. And then I went to my doctor and asked him or my naturopath at the time. And I said, I think this is what's been going on for the past four years. Can you test my EBV? And yeah, it came back as
0: being chronically active at that point. You know, it, it never ceased to amaze me how many people Have been in your situation. I mean, that's what got my husband and I started on this route was because he got he was misdiagnosed, and he actually found out what was wrong with him by watching a talk show on TV. You know, so just it's just like but you, it's like twenty doctors that's a whole lot of doctors before we want to go before I go on um, you might notice some birds chirping in the background you might notice that my background's different if you watch the video and that is because I am in Nashville Tennessee where my stepson has just bought a house and my husband is helping him do some electrical so let's talk about the adrenals how important I, how do the adrenals work what kind of effect do they have on the body or what kind of effect can they have on the body if they are not functioning properly? That's a great
1: question. Um, so they sit on top of your kidneys on your back. And I would say those that feel that flight, fight or flight response very quickly are those with adrenal dysregulation. Um, when the nervous system feels out of whack, you're very sensitive to sounds, um, very sensitive to light, any external bombardment makes you jumpy driving the car. You start to feel, you know, panicky. You're constantly on alert due to external circumstances because, um, yeah, your body is producing cortisol and adrenaline and it, it amps you up as if, you know, In primal ages, as if you know you are going to be attacked or something like that, and so yeah, being um, constantly alert and trying to fall asleep at night and feeling buzzing within under your skin, feeling that buzzing feeling, not feeling at peace, relaxed, calm. I would say that's the the flagship symptoms there.
0: Right. And when we do get in that chronic fight or flight system, which a lot of people are in our society because we're so stressed. So that was uh, another thing too, is having to control your stress, right? Stress and emotions. Oh, that's a tough one. we don't, we don't have a button on our back that we can push going, okay, I don't want to feel this emotion. No. And then the thing is, is I I was talking to my husband and I had asked him if he was stressed and he said, well, I don't feel like I'm stressed. And I know one thing that I do when I'm stressed, I'll kind of like suppress it. But like I told him, I said, even though we're suppressing it, our body still knows that we're stressed. Mm -hmm. So what are some natural ways that we can deal with stress?
1: Well, I'm lucky that my husband is a yogi philosopher, and Ah, so I um, soon on became introduced with Yoga Nidra and found an excellent practitioner that I love to listen to her on SoundCloud. Her name is Annie Okerlin, and if people aren't familiar with Yoga Nidra, it's not an active form of yoga it's more passive you're in a relaxed state you're listening it takes you through moving through parts of the body for awareness and it's known as yogic sleep so if you don't have a good sleep at night you can do this practice for 20 to 50 minutes and it it really helps your body get it helps you get into the body and get out of your head
0: Sounds like I need to have him on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy to be on. That he'd make an interesting
0: guest. That's something I've never heard of.
1: Yes, he likes to study different types of thought from um, different traditions. So, yeah, I'll I'll have him get in touch with you. Oh, please
0: do. Yes. So, how important? I you you spoke about the nervous system in conjunction with the adrenals. So how do we know if there's an issue with our nervous system? Is it because we have like symptoms you just talked about with the adrenals? It's like, okay, well, I have these symptoms. So that's telling me that my adrenal is dysfunctioning. So then are there other symptoms that tell you that it's your nervous system?
1: Um, I would say that there's a lot of overlap there. Um, if you're living in modern society, chances are that your nervous system is being taxed by environmental toxins, pollution mm-hmm. of sounds, just living a modern life with modern foods and, and interactions, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people that have anxiety or depression um, often withdraw or don't want to partake in things that bring them joy because they've fallen in you know, the rabbit hole of being consumed with, with their own health circumstances. So there are so many beautiful herbs that can assist in that context for, um, helping the body adapt to the stress. So adaptogens, um, nervine relaxants, we always want to focus on, um, nourishing herbs as well, nutritives that bring nutrients to the body, uh, magnesium in particular to help combat some of those different, um, different challenges that we face as being people in the modern world.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, the majority of our society is magnesium deficient. So that's one. But also, isn't there a certain type of magnesium you should take? It's not just any kind of magnesium.
1: Yeah, there are different kinds of magnesium. Um, Commonly, you see citrate or glycinate. Um, There are certain types of magnesium that will affect the consistency of your stool. So that's something to bear in mind if you're attending one way or the other constipation or, or not. So yeah, those are definitely considerations that you would want to research before you decided to incorporate that in your protocol. You can also take magnesium topically, which a lot of people prefer it to create a bit of itching, or you can do Epsom salt baths, which, are wonderful in helping relax the muscles, taking in the magnesium that way, and also um, helping the body with detoxification.
0: Well, I had heard somebody say anything with eight, like my late or some of the ones you mentioned that were like, had the eight at the end, Mm -hmm. not the number, but the A-T-E that those were the ones. But, you need to be aware if you're going to, when you purchase your supplement, you don't wanna to go to Walgreens or CVS or GNC. You wanna to go to a reputable health store. Am I correct?
1: Yes, that's that's a really um, important point to mention. And, and even Amazon and eBay, um, there are third parties that, where the supplements might not be stored properly, shipped properly. Um, they could be expired. So, yeah, it's important that when you're working with a practitioner that they provide you with some resources to be able to find quality, reputable sources.
0: Well, I happen to be blessed because back in Louisiana, I, I there's a family-owned health store. and They're very knowledgeable. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, they just gave my husband some supplements because they were expired. So they were like, we can't sell them. But if you want them here, you can have them. And it's something he uses. So he was like, well, heck yeah. And, you know, like you said, I mean, they'll go ahead. They have like copies made of different reading material for, for different things that they will hand out to people to go along with, uh, go along with their supplements. So I suggested it, you find a good health store like that, like one that's run by the owners, you know that 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 they're knowledgeable because not all of them are knowledgeable, but we're blessed to have that. So, as far as you were talking about some herbs, so t- to support the adrenal gland, would you give us an idea of what herb or herbs we might want to think about, and how t- how how would we or could we use those herbs? Sure. I mean, like like a capsule form tincture tea. Mm, Yeah, that's a
1: great question. Um, well, I would preface that with how much herbs are you consuming, consuming in relation to how much food are you eating? Because food is our primary way of making sure that our body is functioning properly. So we want to make sure that, you know, the diet is, is cleaned up first and foremost, um, right? And then we can start looking at herbs to incorporate, and a lot of them can be incorporated in a culinary way, as you know. Um, So yeah, some herbs, I mean, so herbalism is not so much about saying that this herb is good for that. It's more of looking at the person as an individual and Mm seeing where the imbalances are and educating on what is the multitasking herb that can support your constitution. Um, and what other friends, other herbal friends want to join in on the party too. So when it comes to pairing herbs with people, every individual has their own energetic footprint. And this is something that We have from birth and it's also something that evolves over time and there are different types of energetics associated with health conditions that we experience and so herbalism is about pairing the herbs energetics with the humans energetics so, for example. If someone is really agitated and they tend to run hot, they're a pitta constitution. um, We're not going to give them ginger because ginger is a really hot herb. That's a pungent herb. Same with cayenne. This person doesn't want to have an exacerbated heated condition. Um, Instead, we might focus on more cooling herbs like hibiscus or rose hips. Um, but that's just a generality when we're talking about, um, nervous system herbs and adrenal support herbs. Um, I think the adaptogens have, have gotten a lot of, um, notoriety as mm-hmm. of recent because they help the body with its, uh, non-specific stress resistance response. So that means that it, they go where you need them to go. Um, right. And so, for example, um, ashwagandha would fall in that category. Some more stimulating adaptogens would be r- rhodiola or um, other. Or, this one's hard to say. A <laughs> Um and yeah, for nervines, every every herb has a set of actions it's good for. You know, they have multifunctions, and you know this. Right. You are Um, creating herbal products. So an herb can be, lemon balm is coming to mind, for instance. So an herb can have its antiviral properties, such as lemon balm, and then it also has its um, nervous support properties. And then it has its energetic, more spiritual components that allow us to embody the, the
0: essence of that plant. So you're talking about the doshas, so are you, all, are you trained in Ayurvedic? I wouldn't say
1: that that's my uh, specialty. My training has roots in Lao Lapa'au, which is Hawaiian herbal healing, I studied the Ojai tradition. And then I started branching out into a more Western herbalism through various herb schools in the United States, um, mostly in person and synchronous live online. And I did get to work with, um, in some clinical classes, uh, a well-known practitioner in the Ayurvedic world. So so yeah, I think having knowledge of that is helpful. I, I like to do my research. And so I don't mm-hmm. prescribe or I don't um, subscribe to, you know, just one school of thought. I like to remain right. open-minded, um and you know see what what others bring to the table and be constantly questioning my own base of knowledge um on lots of different things and and chinese medicine brings in a lot of mm-hmm. wonderful advice um i got to learn from a tai chi practitioner and practice with him for a long time nice and yeah there's there's a lot of good information out there. Um, I like to study uh, Dr. Morris's work on fruit-based detoxification. So there's, there's so much wonderful information. And sometimes we just have to discern and use our own intuition to see what feels right for us and our circumstances.
0: I'd like to talk about detoxification, but I I, want to say that You know, one important aspect that I feel Ayurveda brings to the table is knowing if somebody's hot or if they're too cold, so that you can make sure that the herbs that you're suggesting that they take are not going to, you know, directly button heads. The body and the herbs aren't going to be button heads. They're going to be working together for that to harmonize the body and put it back where it needs to be. So detoxification, as far as chronic fatigue syndrome goes, where does detoxification fit in or does it? I
1: would say it's definitely a part of the puzzle, but maybe not at the beginning because we want to make sure that a person's not undernourished to start with. And I feel like a lot of people that are suffering from Mm -hmm. chronic active VBV or chronic fatigue syndrome um, might not be meeting their nutritional requirements, um, having, you know, regular meal times or doing proper meal combining. And, you know, once that regularity has been established, it's only then when you have established a baseline of feeling, you know, normally well under controlled circumstances that you can begin to incorporate, you know, gentle detoxification, um, nothing extreme because in with EBV, the body doesn't like extreme conditions. Um, you know it's those circumstances that cause reactivation a lot of the time when the body is undernourished and um your you know life circumstances are causing a lot of external stress like when you move or when you travel um so yeah when it comes to detoxification gentle practices could include um breath work, moving energy out from the lungs. Cause you know, we can detoxify in so many different ways, right? Making right. sure our elimination channels are open from um, the urinary system, from the digestive system, from the skin, from the lungs. Um, a lot of people will incorporate hot, cold showers as more of a passive type detoxification or Not dry brushing. Here. Not
0: happening here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course it's about lifestyle too. You know, what's going to be best for your lifestyle. And if, you know, just laying there and doing diaphragmatic breathing is all you can do right now, then that's the best, the best you can do for yourself. And
0: it's not all I could do it's all I want to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes rebounding is very, you know, straining on people on the joints and, um, it's something that you could work up to. Um, but yeah, I think making sure that um, uh body
0: is. There it goes. The more.
1: <laughs> I can't hear it, so you're good.
0: <laughs> and it's right next door. I can't hear it at all. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> a small yard. He should be done quick. He's on some kind of re standing on it. <laughs> you know, I. I like the rebounder. I have the Urban Rebounder. It's got the handle that you can hold on to so you can stabilize yourself. <clears throat> but I actually find it's easier on the joints than like walking or or running. Oh, yeah. But you know what, we're, we're all different. Plus it you know, helps to uh, move the lymphatic system, get the lymphatic system moving so
1: that yeah. we can be healthy.
0: I'm glad this, you brought that up. But I I can't hear you.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because the lymphatic system and the vagus nerve support is so important.
0: Okay, we had a little technical difficulty because we had a long more come through, so we had to pause a little bit. So sorry for the break, but anyway, <laughs> we're going to go back into talking about the rebounding and uh, the detoxification that we were talking about. So, so go ahead. Take oh, yeah.
1: So we are talking about lymphatic support, and right. I was going to talk about vagus nerve support because that's really helpful yeah. with healing from chronic active ebv uh, and some practices that you can do for that is um, gargling it's a really good one or singing Um, humming is really nice too because it increases the amount of nitric oxide to the brain and really puts us in that parasympathetic
0: nervous system state where we can feel relaxed Well, I heard about the uh, singing. You're supposed to sing as loud as you can. I like it. <laughs> Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the gargling. It's like exaggerated. Yep. <laughs> Good to do in the shower. Right. Where nobody can hear you. Or even if you're going to sing on top of your lungs, do in the shower, no one can hear you. <laughs> or, or where they can't say be quiet. <laughs> you're annoying. Yeah, you can't sing. Everyone <laughs> sounds you? good in the shower.
1: Do what? Everyone sounds good in the shower. The acoustics are really good in there.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that lawnmower kind of like threw me off a little bit. So we're talking about the detoxification, we talked about the adrenals and the nervous system. So is there, is he coming back through here again? Really? There's just a small section of lawn between this house and the next house. Like I said, unless he thinks I'm the owner, he's trying to impress me. You're not impressing me. You're annoying me. Go away.
1: Do you think it's worth recording another time when you're able to
0: be inside? No, like I said, it is what it is. (laughs) This is, this is real life. So as far as the detoxing, um, some good things that you brought that you brought up were like, yeah, you know, because if your body isn't well nourished and you detox, detoxing can pull nutrients out of your body, which would be, of course not beneficial at a time when your body is in a state of, of disrepair. So when we're talking about the food and we talk about clean eating, we're talking about organic. We're talking about organic foods, grass-fed beef, free-range chickens, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And I just want to say that my course, the one that's coming up at the end of next month, Healthy Eating for a Healthy Life, that talks about transitioning to, to a organic lifestyle, but like, like you said too, you know, you clean up the food and then you figure out what supplements you need. Is that right? Yeah, I would say the, the food
1: approach that I've found most beneficial is the plant-based approach. And there's, you know, there's good ways to be plant-based and then there's bad ways to be plant-based. You know, you want your diet to include whole foods. Um, so foods in their natural state that haven't been processed. Um, raw foods obviously have more energy in them and, you the constituents are remain intact to be able to pass on the energy to us um, and have us increase our um, electromagnetic capabilities and yeah i mean i think a lot of people put focus on making sure things are you know grass-fed and free range and things like that. But ultimately we wanna focus on nutrients and polyphenols, vibrant foods that are as nature intended them, um, high antioxidant foods that help combat free radicals in the body and stress and decreasing the amount of um, hormones and pesticides that we come in contact with that can cause a host of problems in the body.
0: Well, you know, and let's let's go to the the produce where you're talking about the fruits and vegetables. You know, yeah, that is what we want, but like you said, raw is best, but at the same time, like I prefer to get my fruits and vegetables from a farmer Mm -hmm. where I can ask, what are your practices? do you spray, you know, what? how are you doing things? And not only that, because if, the, if you get it from the farmer, then they were just recently picked so that then they hold a higher vibrational frequency, which is important for us too.
1: And the soil quality.
0: I'm sorry, the soil, the soil quality. quality.
1: Yeah, having nutrients in the soil that aren't depleted, such as, you know, selenium. Um, is really important and yeah as you were saying sometimes you know people not everyone always does well with raw it depends on the person you know if you don't have uh, strong digestive power and you're eating raw food but your body isn't able to break down with digestive enzymes, the nutrients and assimilate them in the body, then it's taking more energy for you to process the food than
0: you're able to retain. Right. You know, I'm not big at eating fruits or vegetables, but one way that I make sure I do get them is by drinking, making smoothies, making healthy smoothies and you're talking about juicing. So how does juicing and chronic fatigue syndrome work together?
1: Yeah, so smoothie is excellent. Also a way to incorporate herbs pretty easily, because you can get powdered herbs that, you know, you hardly taste in a smoothie. Um, Fruits are, you know, a perfect food. And a lot of people are afraid of fruits, but those are integral in healing i believe Um, when it comes to juicing definitely wanting organic cold pressed uh, juice that you make yourself in your home um, with a masticating juicer as a a, opposed to a centrifugal juicer that you know spins the produce at high speeds and heats it so killing the enzymes and then you want to drink it as soon as possible focusing primarily, um, on having it be, you know, 70, at least 70% vegetables. Um, yeah, I think drinking your greens is, is really important. And there are some schools of thought that say it's preferable to eat fruit as opposed to juice it in some cases, because you want that fiber to help
0: slow down the, the insulin and and the, the chewing creates the, the the digestive enzymes, so I've heard some people say to chew your your smoothie or your juice, chew it as it goes down. So what what are are there any benefits? like juicing compared to drinking a smoothie and, but and I want to say that I agree with you because we do put herbs into our smoothies it, it is a great way of getting your herbs and like she said you don't taste it but let me tell you this if you've never been a smoothie before you want to put your ice in of course the ice first and then after that you want to add your herbs and then like add your liquid and then then blend it again. Because if you don't, what I found is adding the herbs, the powders at the end, it like goes all over the blender and it's just, it doesn't doesn't mix well. So you got (laughs) ice, herbs, juice, or, you know, milk, whatever you're gonna add, you know, yeah. So I found that out the hard way. So back to my question. Do you think there's one that's better juicing or smoothies or do they both have a place?
1: I'd say they both have a place. Um, when it comes to smoothies, you'll hear a lot in, um, uh, or Chinese medicine that, uh, having cold is not always preferable and, right. you know, that's something to consider. Um, we talk about in Chinese medicine, um, spleen chi deficiency. And so if someone has spleen chi deficiency, it's suggested that they focus on more warming foods, um, and not so much raw foods. So that's a consideration. Um, yeah. And I would say it depends on the level in which you want to detoxify. So I don't know if you've ever seen, but there's this really interesting pyramid and At the bottom, you have, you know, your standard diet, and then you have your plant-based diet. And as you move to the point of the pyramid, you increase the uh, amount of detoxification that you're doing. So lower on the pyramid after a plant-based diet would be cold pressed vegetable juice. And then after that would probably be, you know, a, fruitarian diet. And after that would be fruit juice. And then after that, the most heavily detoxifying would be water fasting and then dry fasting. So yeah, it's about listening to your body, working with somebody that can guide you through the process and knowing the proper ways to move inside and out of a cleanse, right? You don't want to just jump from a standard American diet, to a fruitarian diet, um, you need, your body needs to ease into it. And also when you're leaving uh, juice fast, you have to obviously transition out correctly so that it's not a shock to your system and it could, it could be dangerous or it could make
0: you feel right. Worse. Right. Yeah. I have heard of people passing out from detoxing because their body purged just so fast that they... They've passed out. So that's something that if you're looking at detox, you might want to go ahead and get in touch with Rachel and have her walk you through it so that you're doing it properly. She's obviously very knowledgeable having been to how many herbal schools have you attended?
1: Uh have I counted? I, I'm I'm still studying. Um pretty full time. And I am going to apply to become a registered herbalist um, come November with the American Herbalist Guild. So I've worked through a lot of my educational hours and um, clinical experience hours and yeah, uh, a good amount of of herb schools. And I'm really grateful for those practitioners. I feel like the herbal community is so open in sharing their
0: knowledge Mm -hmm. and
1: And passing along the wisdom of the plants, that's important for everybody to
0: know. It is important for everybody to know. But what's even more important for people to know is that while we have to take precautions with herbs and, you know, be aware of certain things, it's way better than taking a pharmaceutical. I'm not against pharmaceuticals. They have their place but it shouldn't be, oh, well, you need to take this for the rest of your life. You know, it should be, let's find out what the problem is. Let's fix the problem so that you can get rid of the pharmaceuticals, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: if pharmaceuticals worked, you would never have to refill your prescription, right? Right. And of course, you know, there are life-saving circumstances where Western medicine is is important, right? We take an integrative approach. We get knowledge from everywhere we can to make our most informed decisions, but best case scenario, your doctor says, you know, this is your diagnosis and you... Reach out to an herbalist and say, This is what the doctor has told me. What herbal alternatives are can we explore with this situation? And and an herbalist cannot treat or diagnose or prescribe. Herbalists are educators. And our job is to tell people the power of the plants um, and what they've been used for historically, clinically, and what they have um, shown to be effective in in research and as well as through ancient traditions.
0: Right. And I mean, herbs were around way before pharmaceuticals were, and they did just fine with them. I mean, there were some issues, but that wasn't because of the, the herbs or the lack of pharmaceuticals. It was a lack of knowledge and just a lot of things that right now are just common sense that we need to do to stay healthy. We're at the top of the hour. Rachel, is there anything that you want to share with the listening audience before we leave? Sure,
1: yes. If you're interested in getting in touch, um, my business is called World Canopy. You can find me at worldcanopy, LLC. And I'm sorry, you can find me at worldcanopy.com. And you can send me an email through my website or find my social channels on there. You can also schedule with me online there. Um, I work with people one-on-one to help tailor protocols to your needs specifically. And I also have a free clarity call that I do with people. And you can schedule that directly on my website, worldcanopy.com, W-O-R-L-D-C-A-N-O-P-Y.com
0: just like oh well not everybody's gonna see it I was gonna say like the sign in the background but not everybody's gonna see it some people are gonna just listen so thank you thank you for spelling it I appreciate that Rachel it's been really good having you on the show today thank you so much for joining me and for the rest of you thank you for listening remember to like subscribe and share and keep on shining thank you Joyce thank you